Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will preach from Mark, verses 24 through 30. People came to Jesus in droves seeking healing, and he healed them. But this time, a woman came begging that he would cast a demon out of her daughter, and his response was, no, not for you. Shocking? Confusing? Raises all kinds of questions? Yep. Here is Pastor Jim to walk us through the context, the background, and the meaning of this strange event in today's slice of the message entitled, Crumbs Under the Table. Now, Son of David, that's one of Jesus' titles that identifies Him as the Messiah and the Savior. He's the fulfillment of the Davidic covenant, where God promised that a descendant of Abraham would sit on the throne of the kingdom of God on earth. Now, how did a Syrophoenician woman know that? And the answer is, we don't know. The best guess, she may have heard something by the grapevine and slipped over across the border into Israel sometime during the great Galilean ministry. She may have been among one of those big crowds. She may have heard something that Jesus said. It's, it's possible someone had been in Israel and then come and told her, but like I said, the Jews didn't do very much of going on Gentile territory. But somehow, whatever the source of her information, one thing is she knew it, and the other thing is she believed it. She understood that she was addressing the Messiah, the son of David. And it's all the more astounding, she calls him Lord. In her first approach to him, she declares that she knows he is the sovereign one, and he is the one that God promised to send to take away sin. Now, what's driving her is on the first uh, level of immediacy is her interest in, in reaching out to Jesus because of her love for her daughter. Now, she might have, as I said, have been to many other numbers of teachers, but nothing could help her. Gods and goddesses of stone are powerless. So she finds Jesus. She comes needy and unashamed. Right away, she's revealing her belief in who Jesus is. Countless thousands of those people that Jesus had ministered to over and over and over for over a year in Galilee couldn't say something as, dis, as, as succinct as, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus spoke to them of commitment and actually dealing with Him as Lord, remember John 6? And many were not walking with Him anymore. Here's this Canaanite woman getting it right. And she's humble about it. She knows she's unworthy. She knows her only hope is mercy. That's all she's asking for. What's mercy? Something you, you, don't, you desperately need and don't deserve. 
She's not demanding. She's not presuming. She just keeps asking and asking for mercy. And the verb tenses used in both Matthew and Mark tell us that she was persistent. She kept saying this. And Matthew includes uh, this little detail. She kept saying it to the point that her persistence began to annoy the disciples. Look at Matthew 15, 23. But he did not answer her a word. So get the picture. They come to the house. She seeks him out. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed. No answer. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. No answer. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. I mean, until Jesus shoes her away or hits her with a bolt of lightning, she's going to keep asking. Matthew 15, 23, but he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. This mom was truly and understandably desperate. And that first response from Jesus is not what you would typically expect. We've seen him so patiently, so kindly reach out to person after person after person with a throng, but... He hears the desperate request, and he gives this unexpected reply. Remember, we read in Matthew, he answered her not a word. And then this, Mark 27, finally, and he was saying to her, and again, the verb tense is, apparently he said this to her more than once. He was saying to her, let the children be satisfied first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And we don't know how close she actually got to Jesus, but it says she came and fell down before him. She must have gained entrance to the house, or she was right at the door, or something like that. And as we read in Matthew, she's bowing down, kept saying, Lord, Son of David, help me. Have mercy on me. Again, we... We harmonize uh, Matthew and Mark and uh, put them together to get the fullest picture. Matthew includes more Jewish details, more Old Testament references because he wrote for a Jewish audience. And if we look at Matthew 15, 24 through 26, we have another sentence more than what we have in Mark. It says, But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Does that sound familiar? That's exactly what he told his guys to do when he sent them to preach. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And then he gives her the answer. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. So he's talking about his priority to come to the Jews first. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. This lady was smart enough to figure out, okay, children, Israel, dogs, me, Gentiles. By the way, there are 
just a little nuance for you. There are two different Greek words for dogs. Uh, one is used to describe, this one's more common, uh, describes mangy mongrels that run in packs, live off of garbage and carcasses of dead animals. They, are, they were wild and dangerous. Uh, the other word is used here. It describes uh, little dogs uh, that would be sometimes kept as household pets, and they were often treated almost like family members, and you that love dogs, you probably know what we're talking about. Jesus was talking about something as natural as giving leftovers from the table to the family pet. Now, he's not talking about your seven-year-old sneaking what he doesn't like under the table to the dog, but you, know, you, could, give the, you could feed the dog some leftovers. Now, she perceives immediately that the reference to dogs was to Gentiles, the reference to children was to Jews, and that's clearly what he meant. But she's still undaunted. She picks up on what Jesus meant by those words, but she's very clever, thinking fast. She turns it around and uses it to make her own point. Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Now, if you don't let your dog in your house, uh, you may not know, but if you do, you likely know how this goes. If you drop something from our table, it won't stay on the floor very long before our uh, beloved Max scarfs it up. You know, every dog's motto is, if it falls your way, eat it. If it's not good, you can always throw it up later. You know, that's, you know, uh, it's the nature. That's the, way they're, that's the way they're wired. Now, that leads to the next point. I've already spilled it to you about her persistent faith. We read the Matthew version. Here's Mark's version, Mark 7, 28. But she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, that's true. But even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs. She's figured this out. Jesus is here. He's in my town. He has the power to do all that I need and want, especially for my daughter who's in such desperate straits. She's not the least concerned, this woman isn't the least bit concerned about the eschatological implications of whether or not this is the time for the gospel to go to the Gentiles. She simply comes in faith. She knows He can be merciful. One tiny crumb of Jesus' power, one tiny crumb from the banquet table of God's grace would be more than enough to take care of her daughter's need. Now, it's true Jesus' ministry was to the Jews. Jesus is reinforcing to His guys that that's what they're there for. But the crumbs of the gospel, even during the ministry of Jesus, did indeed fall in the direction of certain Gentiles during His ministry. And Jesus ascertains that this woman is one who is hungering for the bread of life that only He can give because He is indeed the bread of life. And Jesus is explaining that He wasn't getting involved with this woman in general because it's not yet the time for Gentile salvation on a broad scale. So He says it straight out, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.